Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 116, and it is part two of our trip report, I guess, from our trip that we just took last week. So we have Moonlight Magic, we have the Lion King, and meeting up with more great people. So we're excited to talk about it. Yeah, so if you have not heard part one, I would probably start there, episode 115, the one right before this, where we talked about our VIP tour and meeting up with some other friends, eating at Sanaa, things like that. You can find that in the previous episode. But today, where we left you guys off, we took a nap, <laughs> as always. Now we are headed back to Animal Kingdom for DVC Moonlight Magic. Yes, yeah, so this was definitely one of the big reasons why we picked the dates that we did for our trip. We did our first Moonlight Magic event in February. Yep, February. And that was at Magic Kingdom. And it's a great event. You know, it's probably pretty similar to any of the other after-hours events that they're running now where the park is less crowded. Um, They'll give you some free food. I mean, I guess it's not really free because you pay for it in some way or another. Um, And it's just a lot of fun. So... We knew that we were going to want to go down for this event, and luckily it worked out because this one actually did sell out, this event. Um, The Magic Kingdom one did not, I guess not sell out, but they ran out of tickets, I guess is the better way to say it. Yeah, you left out one detail. It is a free event for DVC members. But you have to pay for DVC. So in a way, I mean, you pay for it in a way. Okay, but yeah. Okay, it's free. You don't, we don't have... To pay to get into the event like a typical after hours. Is that better? Yes. You just have to reserve your ticket. If you have a resort reservation, you get first dibs a week earlier than DVC members who do not have a resort reservation. So that's why we booked our trip for this week, A, for Lion King, but also to give ourselves a better shot of getting into this party. So this one, I don't remember the hours for the one in Magic Kingdom. I think this one was shorter, but I could be completely wrong. I I think you're right. I think maybe it was an hour less than the other one. So, Again, we could be completely wrong. So this one ran from 9.30 to midnight. Um, you could get into the park with just your Moonlight Magic reservation starting at 6 p.m. Of course, we had annual passes, so it really didn't affect us too much. But imagine when we went to Magic Kingdom, we did not have our APs at that time so it was really beneficial for us to not have a park ticket that day and still get in right around dinner time so part of these events is that you get free snacks like mickey bars and then also the frozen strawberry like fruit bars but they also give you a meal voucher and so where did we eat in magic kingdom i think we had it two different places i think we had at harbor house and casey's no, we ate at Pinocchio Village House together. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we ate at Casey's, sadly. <laughs> but, sorry, we'll focus in on Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, you could use it at four different restaurants, and it got you an entree and a fountain beverage. Flame Tree. And it was a large beverage. Large beverage. Flame Tree Barbecue, which is where we ate. Satuli Canteen, 
which is where everybody else ate. <laughs> Pizza Fari, which I hope nobody ate at. Or Restaurantosaurus, which I also hope nobody ate at. Unless, you know, maybe you had kids who wanted chicken you just nuggets. just chicken nuggets. Then I could understand that. Um, but there were more options in Magic Kingdom. And I'm sorry, we're just going to keep comparing it. It's just natural to it's do. It's natural. But there were more food options in Magic Kingdom. And we ate earlier in the night. Flame Tree Barbecue was chaos. Yeah, and I can only imagine that Satuli would be the same way because even though they have the mobile order, which is so great, you can't mobile order with your meal voucher, you know, because it would make you pay on the app. So I can only imagine that the lines and everything was just as crazy over there, Um, but it was off the hook busy. And they were trying their very best to, you know, keep everything moving quickly, but I think just with the volume – of people who wanted to eat Flame Tree, it was really busy. Yeah. I'm not complaining by any means. It was a free meal. Like, it, I am so grateful that we got to do that because that's an expense that didn't come out of our pocket. However, it was sort of a stressful situation. Yeah, I mean, because there were, I mean, there were just people everywhere. And it's like that at any of those kind of quick service counters where they kind of corral you in one way and then you have to leave the opposite way but people are still like coming at you um so it was just congested but it was a good meal you know the really flame tree is always a good option um and we actually heard that later in the night i guess if you would have waited to eat they ran out of food yeah because it was so popular so i guess that tells you that it was you know, a, a, a kind of premium choice for most people. Yep. So sticking with food, so we can knock that all the way out. I mentioned that we, you can also get the free Mickey bars and the free strawberry bars. I assume they're probably for people with dairy allergies, but I always get the strawberry anyway. Which, because, why, I don't know why you do, because who passes up a Mickey bar? It's more refreshing. Whatever. They do also have... Like little water stations, which is a nice touch at yeah. these Moonlight Magic events. Yeah. and But the the Mickey Bar stations are so efficient. It is insane how quickly they get you in and out of those. Yeah, I have to say that this one was probably more efficient than the Magic Kingdom because that one got really backed up. But they'll give you as many Mickey Bars as you want. Um, we didn't see this time people walking around with cases like we did at magic kingdom but you know you grab one mickey bar and they're like here take another take another so they really are trying to give you your money's worth we just ate one um but it was really nice and it was kind of right there so they have some rare characters and it was right next to baloo and mowgli so it was kind of fun to eat your mickey bar and watch that interaction between those two characters and I don't. I didn't realize some people thought that Mowgli would be not a face character. I don't know. Like I think your sister said that he was a face character. He was just a young man who was wearing little basically nothing red swimming trunks, <laughs> and he had some abs on him. Like he was. A, yeah, he was. I wouldn't say he was buff because he wasn't like he wasn't like a Tarzan looking Mowgli. But he was. I mean, he looked like Mowgli, I guess. He was a working age 
<laughs> Mowgli. Yeah, he wasn't um, a kid. But it was accurate, I thought. I mean, he had the mannerisms down yeah, he correctly. Looked really, he looked really good. He was interacting with Baloo really well. Like, I saw him playing with someone's, like, phone, like, trying to figure out what it was. Like, how can I make a, you know, a trick out of this or whatever. Um, so that was fun. But we did not stand in line to meet them. Their line wasn't too long, but it just... I'd say it was probably the longest character really? line that we saw i guess i didn't pay attention too much because i didn't really consider getting in it um but really moonlight magic what everybody comes out for the characters mm-hmm. so bit back to where we were we ate and then we pretty much knew as soon as we saw on the map once we knew carl Fredrickson was going to be out and about we knew we had to meet him we kind of went into the event hoping that he was going to be there so that was an automatic must-do for us. And our timing kind of worked out where um, we were able to get in line and not – I mean, we didn't spend a lot of time in line, really. Um, so as soon as he came out with Doug and Russell, we were able to meet him within that first wave before they had to go, you know, snipe hunting or, you know, feed Kevin a chocolate or whatever, you know. Yeah, I almost wish that I would have heard what the term was that they used whenever they had to leave. But do you want to tell everybody about how Carl showed up, or or do you want me to? He rolled up on a like a motorized scooter, and he had stickers on it that said like "I heart squirrels," like "Will break for squirrels," and it was just really cute. And it had his name on it. And it was a nice touch. So as soon as we saw him rolling up in his scooter, it was on. And people were just going crazy for him. So it was a great character interaction. It was everything that you could have dreamed of and more. And I think because we love the movie so much, it was actually easier for us to talk to them. Because there's so much to talk about, you know? Um, At least for us. So that was a really good meet and greet. And my sister and her boyfriend, Zach, were there with us. So they met them as well. And from there... um, Well, I want to wait. We got to meet another one of our guests that we had on. It was back when I was just interviewing, but it was Kate Killebrew. I can't remember what episode she's in. There's been so many, I forget. She was in the early teens as well. But that was really fun because... One of our good friends online, Jeanette, messaged us and said, hey, Kate Killebrew is there. Like, I think she's standing in line for Carl. And I was like, we're standing in line for Carl. (laughs) We were literally like 15 feet apart. Maybe less. We were almost (laughs) side by side when we realized that it was her standing next to us. So that was fine. We're glad to meet another one of our guests. And we forgot to mention it in the last episode. Not a guest. But you guys, you have heard us mention that we've done some groups with our friend Terry Wheeland, and we met Kim, who was in one of our groups with us. Yeah, and that was kind of like a a freak accident, too. We were just standing in one of the gift stores, just trying to pass some time and get some AC, and there she was. So we were able to meet up, so just adding to our list of fun people. Yeah. All right, so... I want to, you're trying to move past Carl and I don't understand why. I thought it was like the highlight of the night because I told Carl, I said, we have an adventure book at home because we do. Mm -hmm. I got it for us whenever we got engaged. 
pat on my back. <laughs> and then I told Doug that we have a stuffed Doug at home. He enjoyed that. He was wagging. That was fun fact. Doug was the first Christmas present that Brendan ever got me. Yeah. So Up has played a very integral role in our relationship. Uh-huh. And then Russell... <laughs> Russell was like, what about me? He's like pointing to himself like, what do you have for me? I was like, I don't know, Russell. We're going to have to work on something. What do you think we should do? He said that we should become wilderness explorers, which I'm on board with that. Yeah. But I, it was one of the best character interactions that we've had. Carl was very dapper. Oh, my God. He, was, he just looked so great. He was everything you could have ever wanted. Like, and Doug kept stealing his cane and running away with it. And then he'd bring it back and he'd pet him. And, you know, it was, it was everything that you would ever want out of an up meet and greet. Kevin was there, but not with them. Yes, which was another fun thing. And we didn't stop to take the picture with Kevin because her line was pretty long too. But she was actually standing there in a designated spot just to take pictures, which is something that you don't get when you go to the park during a normal day because during a normal park day, she just prefers to wander around yeah. and she doesn't really stop. Unless you're very lucky. Yeah, unless you have some sort of eye-catching up gear, then she'll kind of stop and give you a squawk. Yeah, we you got one picture with her and it's only because you were wearing your Walt wardrobe. My up, up shirt. Your up shirt. Yeah, it's actually mine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that a lot of people got to meet Kevin. I wish that we would have had time, but we didn't. So the next characters that we met, are you ready to move on from Carl? I'm ready if you're ready. Okay. So sort of rare. One of them, it was Flick and Princess Ada. I think that's pretty rare. I know they used to come out more often because me and my sister have an autograph book from when we were kids and we actually have their signatures but I don't think they come out very often anymore. And I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. But... I think Flick comes out sometimes because we've seen him, like, if you go to the Tree of Life and you take a left towards Africa, we've seen him right there a few times. But I don't think it's, like, an everyday thing. Yeah. So they were out, so we decided to stop and see them. And that was, a, I mean, that was a pretty short line, too. And they were really fun as well. Princess Ada was flirting with me. Mm. So, got to watch out for those ants. Fun fact. I don't know why I thought this. But as soon as I just read Princess Ada, my mind went straight to Dot. So, I was expecting, like, a small child-sized ant in character. Obviously, that's not <laughs> That wasn't Possible. the case. We were cracking up in line when Brendan said that, though. <laughs> I was like, how is she going to be so small? We were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not Dot. It's Princess Ada. There is a difference. Um, so that was really fun. And from there, we were able to meet up with Sarah and Jeff. And my favorite touch to this Moonlight Magic was that not only did you get a free meal voucher, but they also gave you a free voucher to play one of the carnival games. And I would venture to say that like 97% of the people who go to Animal Kingdom do not play those carnival games. Because, I don't know, just 
why would you pay money for that on a normal time? I mean, I don't know. That's just not something that we've ever done. So I was really excited to play these carnival games. So the six of us walked over to that area. Naturally, it was packed, probably because everyone had the same mindset. It was faux free, and everybody loves free things. So we kind of took a glance at the different games. You know, they have the ones where you shoot the water. They had the basketball game. What else were some of the other ones? No idea. I looked at the one that we were doing, and I just focused in on that. <laughs> so we played the one that was kind of like ski ball. So you had to roll the ball into um, different colored holes, and the goal was to move your mammoth across the board the fastest. A woolly so, mammoth. A woolly mammoth. I figured that was implied by mammoth. But... Um, so sometimes you would roll it and he would walk. Sometimes you would roll it and he would jog. And then, of course, you always wanted him to run. So we basically just had to wait one turn. So we watched other people do it first. And then we got to play. And Except for Jeff. Except for Jeff. He didn't really care to play. But so, you know, the way that you do it is you're kind of in a line. So we all lined up together, you know, behind the person who was playing. And then we all expected those people to get up and leave. Well, the one guy didn't. I guess he took his wife or somebody's game voucher and he was just going to keep playing. So Jeff didn't get to play. I don't think he was too bummed about it. I think he just gave his voucher to a kid or something, which was a, a good deed. But we all played. None of us won. But they were actually giving away the prizes. And you could get like a a good-sized woolly mammoth prize. Yeah, it was either one large plush animal, two mediums, or three smalls is what you could choose from. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you had, like, kids or siblings who would have fought over the big one, it would have been worth it to get, like, the two or the three. But it was actually a lot of fun. Even though we didn't win, I enjoyed the game, and it was just a fun experience. It was something new for us. Here's what I'll say for anybody, if you're listening to this, maybe you're, there's two more Moonlight Magics coming up. If you're going to those, the area looks really packed, but it moves really quickly. And it's because everyone only has one voucher. So initially when we did walk up, we were like, ooh, I don't know if this is worth it. But once you do pick your game, if you just kind of form a line like everybody else, it did go quick. I mean, we probably didn't spend over... 15 minutes in that area by the time it was said and done so it was worth it just because i remember to the next thing that we're getting to what we jumped in line for there were some people in front of us like giving away their vouchers saying like oh it was an hour wait to do it it wasn't yeah it i could definitely see why you might have thought that and maybe if you were just like dead set on doing one game and maybe it was too busy Maybe you could run into some issue there, but if you were just kind of open to whatever like we were, it it wasn't bad. Yeah. So next thing that we did, you guys rode Dinosaur. Yeah, my sister, um, we wanted to ride just like one ride to get the experience. And of course, we naturally wanted to ride Everest, but unfortunately it was down for pretty much the entire party. I mean, I think it came up maybe the last 45 minutes so we don't really know what happened there at first we thought maybe it was weather related 
or just like park closed related because initially the rumor was that it closed just to clear the people out because the and park the, yeah, closed the, at what the, time? It closed at 9 and then there was technically 30 minutes of close time before the party started at 9.30. So what we were told is that they shut down all the rides between 9 and 9.30 just to clear all of the normal park guests out. Mm-hmm. So, and then it just never came back up. But we were busy doing other things, so it would have been nice to ride it, but it wasn't like a deal breaker. We didn't think our night was ruined or anything. So we rode Dinosaur. You took some pictures. Um, and then we decided to do one more character meet and greet. Who was it? Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox. And that line was probably the longest line that we waited in. But we heard it was longer earlier in the night. Yeah. Um, but I guess it died down because we went fairly late. I would say all in all we probably waited 30 minutes to meet them. But if you remember, we'd done our VIP tour that day. So we kind of weren't bummed if we didn't ride any more rides. I know a ton of people wanted to ride Flight of Passage. Like that was a good opportunity to do it with less crowds there. I only looked at it once on the My Disney Experiences app. And it was still at 45 minutes, which is good, like, compared to a normal park day. But it, we just weren't interested in that. So we just decided to jump in a line for some rare characters. All in all, I'm glad that we met them. There are a couple things not to complain about, but just to, like, point out. Well, I was going to say, so I guess to start everything off, they were full of personality. I mean, they were spot on everything that you see when you ride Splash Mountain. It was there in the flesh. They were mischievous. They were silly. They didn't get along with each other. They were looking for rabbits. Didn't take direction well. I mean, the whole thing. So I will say, if you particularly enjoy that about character meet and greets, like the personality in real life, you would totally appreciate that. And we did. It was fun. They might have taken it just a smidge too far at times, considering that the line was as long as it was. And I'm sure everyone has different opinions about that. Um, and we've talked about it before with Moonlight Magic and just like character meet and greets in general. Um, but it was, I mean... It was a long time. And that's when people start getting frustrated when they like cut, keep having to cut the line because they take so long with one group. Yep. So I think my only issue with it was that they did the same song and dance every time. It was Fox was trying to get Br'er Bear to do something. Br'er Bear didn't get it and he got mad at him and he walked off. And he pouted. And he did it over and over and over again and it was funny while you saw it and the way that the queue was set up you couldn't see them until you were there to meet them like until like maybe one or two parties was in front of you but even in that time we got bored of seeing the same thing over and over again there's one other thing and look there's been a lot of discussion right now within the disney community about photo pass i want to go on record we are the biggest fans ever of having a human photographer everywhere. We can talk about it later on in the episode when we went to Hollywood Studios, but the boxes 
are no good. They don't capture the real essence of meeting a character. They don't get those candid moments. However, I do expect a PhotoPass photographer to have their care their camera settings correct. All of our pictures came out completely black. Yeah, I mean, and that's a real bummer when, I mean, that's the whole reason you wait in the line is obviously to meet them. That's a big part of the experience, and we don't want to take that away from our experience. Like, we don't just want to call it a wash or a waste of time. But you do expect to have those memories on film, you know? That's the whole point of it. And they were so dark i mean you can even tell that brer bear was there he's just a big black blob yeah luckily we were able to salvage ours because we have apps like lightroom where we can mess with the exposure i mean they're incredibly grainy now because they were taken at such a low exposure but you yeah. know i feel bad for the people who maybe don't even know that like a photo editing app is a possibility and they just have these black photos that are worthless to them at this point. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say is it's it's just unfortunate for the people who did wait that long and maybe that's their only like memory or I guess the only lasting piece of that memory that they're going to have. Because even, I mean, it was a dark area, so even the ones, like, on your phone, I mean, they never really turn out that great. Even, like, with Doug and Russell, where it was pretty well lit, the pictures that we have on our phone, they're just never going to be as good as a professional camera. But I did take pictures of Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox with my Canon camera, and I used a flash, and they turned out okay. They're not amazing, but you can at least, like, tell that it's Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox. Yeah, so that was pretty much the end of our night. All in all, I think for my overall opinion, and it might just be because I'm an Animal Kingdom person, but I did prefer the Animal Kingdom Moonlight Magic. And I I honestly think it was like the carnival games that did it for me, just because it adds that element of just fun. Yep. I think, you know, there's always things that you wish that they could do better but it's a free event. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. And you have to take it for what it's worth and you have to count your wins as a win. And it's, and you know, it's worth your time because it's free. So that is our thoughts on that. Yes. So that was still, that's still Thursday. We still have two more days to our trip, which is kind (laughs) of unbelievable. So the next day was Friday. The big thing on our agenda for Friday was, of course, The Lion King movie premiere, which we'll talk about after we talk about um, the beginning of our day, because that was kind of in the afternoon, evening portion of our day. But that was, for me, definitely, I mean, that's what I was looking forward to. I've looked forward to this for months. So I was beyond any kind of level of hype. (laughs) I was really excited. So we started our day um, by actually switching resorts. So this was the day that we moved from Old Key West to Port Orleans Riverside, and we stayed in the Royal Room. So it's a princess-themed room, and there's a lot of fun details. So of course, um, because it's New Orleans-themed, Tiana was kind of the star of the room, but there were elements of each princess. So Brendan, what was your favorite detail in the room? 
Um, I really liked the magic carpet with Raja on the ground, and it was right in front of the TV. That's a good one. I have two. So I really liked that the sinks, the faucet, it was a magic lamp. And then I also liked that the bench in the room was the footstool, the dog from Beauty and the Beast. And it was funny. I noticed it like mid-conversation and I started like screaming it out loud because I thought I was the first person to notice it. And of course, my sister claims that she already knew it, but I think I was the first one to point it out. But it was just really fun. Um, Everything about the room had a lot of, I mean, it's, it's just kind of that perfect Disney Imagineering, all the touches that went into it, the wallpaper, the border, all the knobs, the light switch covers, the table, the, you know, I mean, just everything screamed princess. Yeah. And I, I think there's still a lot that we missed. Um, oh, I'm sure Sarah there and is. Jeff said that there are tons of details that are so easy to miss. But the, what we saw were like there, a lot of sidekicks were up on the borders at the top. And there's different ones for both the bedroom and the bathroom. Um, and then there were a lot of hidden Mickeys like in the curtains and the carpet and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I did think we thought it was interesting if anybody knows about this. So in the room right above the dog footstool, there is a portrait of Tiana. And it's one of those that if you move to different parts of the room, it like changes a little bit, right? Yeah. The picture frame for that looks like it was repurposed from something Snow White. It's got SW on the yes. bottom. It's got an apple on it. All the all her little woodland creatures are on the wooden frame on the outside. So what I'm curious about is, is that just another detail that they added? Or are those repurposed from somewhere else? Yeah, we'll have we'll have to do some research because that would be really interesting to find out. But it was all in all, it was so cute. Um, we loved the room, and, we, and it was it wasn't too bad of a location um, because obviously Port Orleans Riverside is another huge resort, and we were pretty close to like the main area, which is always nice. Yeah, we were close to a bus stop as well <laughs> if we needed to do that. Um, we actually had a choice. It was the same price to book either that room or the pirate room at Caribbean Beach. Do you think we made the right decision? I feel like that's so hard to say because I I don't know anything about what the pirate rooms really look like, you know, in the real beds life. Are pirate ships. I guess next trip we'll just have to go check it out so that we can make a good, well-informed decision. For right now, I love the princess room, but... I don't know if I've ever said this on the show. I became like obsessed with pirates for a little while. I just thought it was the coolest kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say lifestyle, but it was <laughs> it was so, I don't know. It was so neat because that's nothing that I grew up with. You know, I was like a pretty, pretty princess growing up kind of person. So I'd be super interested in seeing the pirate rooms. It was Tiana that pushed it over the edge for me because I knew it was going to be heavily theme to princess and the frog and that is one of my favorites that's that's what was the deciding factor for me yeah so that was great 
basically, um, we did the room switch. They were able to move our luggage for us, so it's not like we had to lug it across Disney property ourselves, which is so great. I mean, that's just great Disney customer service. Um, so while they were moving our stuff over, we went to Hollywood Studios. We did not rope drop this trip um, because we did ride Slinky Dog twice already. So we had kind of our fix for our trip. So basically, um, it was another late day because we stayed up so late for Moonlight Magic. We basically got to Hollywood Studios. Um, we got some Starbucks. It was crazy busy, like always. Um, and we basically just kind of meandered around. We did Tower of Terror because we had a fast pass. We missed um, our Midway Mania fast pass <laughs> in the morning, which is fine. Um, and we ended up missing or I guess maybe we left before our uh, rock and roller coaster. But we did Tower of Terror and... The Little Mermaid. Can't for that. Can't, can't forget that. Oh, okay. So this is so we did the Little Mermaid, and um, while Sarah and Jeff were with us, we also decided to go meet Kylo Ren, because oh. that and BB-8, because those were two that we had never met, and it was actually Sarah and Jeff's suggestion, and they're not character people, so we went for it, and I think I'm gonna say it on record. I think Kylo Ren was probably the most disappointing character meet and greet that we've ever had yeah i've been thinking about this ever since we went there and we shared it on instagram and got some people's thoughts on it as well so let's set kind of our mood going into this chewbacca in star wars launch bay was one of our favorite meet and greets of all time we left like rolling on the floor laughing like little kids just like we met Chewbacca, I mean, he's amazing. And I was so, so excited to meet Kylo, you know, because he's so intimidating. And he's just like, I mean, he's the villain outside of Darth Vader that you want to meet as a Star Wars fan. His voice box was not broken. Some people said that to us. Yes. Because as soon as he saw us, he said, come in. Mm-hmm. And, and before we say anything else, I will say... He had the intimidation factor. I was super intimidated to meet him, but that's also not why it wasn't a great interaction because we did try to converse with him. We tried multiple, you know, attempts. Um, and we tried, you know, I was even wearing a Star Wars shirt. Just coincidentally, it was Darth Vader and Stormtroopers. So we tried to talk to him about that. Yeah, I said like, hey, your grandfather is on her shirt. Nothing. Nothing. I asked him, like, when we first, like, walked up to him and he kind of walked us to his spot to take the picture. Like, I said, like, you're not a hugger, are you? And, like, he didn't even look at me. <laughs> so it, it was kind of awkward in that sense that, like, he was intimidating. But then he he wasn't kind of going back and forth with us at all. Like, I would have expected like a stay back or, you know, like when the stormtroopers like walk through and they tell you to keep away. Um, none of that. So we basically just posed for the picture um, and that was it. And then he waved us away. Yeah. I don't even know if we got away. I think we just kind of walked away like what just happened. So we've been trying to figure out on why this was so bad. A, Kylo just could have been having a bad day. That's completely understandable. Like... Everybody has 
bad even, days. Even villains have bad days. Completely understandable. Do you, he had the robot camera, so not a live photo pass photographer there. It's just in the wall, and it just takes the pictures. I don't know if the other cast member is like clicking the button on it or if it's just taking them at random or if it has some sort of sensor, whatever it is. I don't know if that plays a factor into it and because sometimes PhotoPass are able to like, you know, move the conversation along, um, you know, to help you out to, mm-hmm. to translate or whatever it is. But I don't know. It was just really disappointing. We all just kind of left like, Luckily, it was not a long wait at all. No. If we had waited 30 minutes to do that, I would have been pretty upset. Yeah, I mean, that definitely would have been sadder. Or, I mean, I feel like if you were, like, a parent and you waited in that line with your child who's maybe, like, a Star Wars fan and that was the interaction you got, that would have been disappointing. I mean, we were four adults and we were kind of crushed from that interaction. Like, I feel like a kid, that's not the interaction that you want for your child or for your niece or for just a random kid that you see in line. Like, that's not what you want. So we left and went to BB-8. Um, and he actually had more personality than Kylo Ren. And he can just beep at you. So he was fun. Of course, his um, helper did a lot of the interpreting for us because we don't speak droid. We asked him, he asked where we were from. We said Nashville. We asked if he was a big country music fan. <laughs> we yeah. were just trying to do anything. Um, but, yeah, it, it, that one was fun, and that was one we just walked straight into pretty much. As yeah. Well. Very short wait. And, yeah, that was. It was a good time. It was a good time. So I think that wrapped up our time did a little mermaid nothing much to comment there no um, it was packed though it was packed i think just because it was so hot yeah. everybody wanted to do it um so then we left so let's take a quick break hear a message from our partners and then we'll come back and chat about the lion king as our october trip to walt disney world gets closer we are relieved to already have something important checked off our list instead of lugging our niece's stroller from home through the airport onto the Magical Express and then to the room, we simply reserved our stroller with Kingdom Strollers. It'll be waiting for us at Bell Services when we get to the Polynesian as soon as we arrive. Nothing could be easier or less of a hassle. So, to reserve your stroller and have less hassle, head to detourtoneverland.com forward slash kingdom or hit the link in our show notes. Perfect. So... Just a few more things to get through. I know these have been very long trip reports. Hope you guys have enjoyed them. The main attraction. This is what we've been waiting for, people. Uh, It's up for debate. The Lion King. So, beforehand, we went to see it on Friday, release day. We could have went to see it on Thursday night, but that's when we had the Moonlight Magic ticket, so we wanted to push it off. We did it on Friday, late afternoon, right around dinner time. And because it was around dinner time, we tried out the AMC Dine-In movie theater in Disney Springs. So before we get into the movie, let's just quickly share our thoughts on that experience. We're going to make this quick. It was fine. I'd probably rather just do the normal one and eat my popcorn. Um, The food, I mean, the food was good. I don't think we ate anything 
you know, like that we wouldn't order again or anything that we thought was gross by any means. We got just some appetizers, the loaded tater tots and the um, the boneless wings, and we shared them, and it was fine. Um, but I think from now on we'll just stick to the normal theater. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is the waiters and waitresses walking around were not as intrusive as I thought they would be. However, there was a downside to that. Like we both wanted more drink, but we didn't want to have to press the button to get our waiter back just to get more beverage. Yeah, I was def- I was unwilling to be interrupted. Yeah, so I'd rather just go to the normal theater, get a get the jumbo size, get a jumbo size popcorn and coke, and you'll be set for the whole movie. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So, The Lion King. Obviously, I was extremely excited about it. Um, it's been my favorite movie for forever, so I've just been waiting for it to release. And to me, it lived up to everything that I hoped for. Obviously, you can't really spoil anything because we all know what happens in The Lion King. Um, I will say, kind of more towards the beginning of the movie, they stuck very true to the animated version. Most of the songs didn't change. Um, There were still parts of the movie where I could have quoted it word for word because it kind of stuck to the same script. Um, Every once in a while, of course, the characters were able to throw in their own personality which I think was fun just to kind of see some of that from the voice actors themselves Um, because I do think it kind of shone through every once in a while Um, I'm trying to think of just anything outstanding well I mean here's what I'll say the critics beat this movie up quite a bit I don't understand why they did I mean I think there's maybe an argument for some of the voice actors were a little flat, but not like an overwhelming amount. And I think the changes that they did make were hilarious and not necessarily needed, but like a, it everything fit. Yeah, I think the little things that they added here or there were refreshing. It didn't take away from like the overall theme or vibe that you would expect from the movie. Um, and I think they did it justice. You know, I think you go into a movie like that or any remake that they're doing, you, you go in with some sort of expectation, especially if it is like your favorite movie. Like I'm sure a lot of people will experience with The Little Mermaid and, you know, they did with Beauty and the Beast. Like you just expect certain things. And I think for me, it met all of those expectations and then everything else was a bonus. Beyonce bonus (laughs) yeah so maybe just to wrap it up what was your favorite scene and what was your least not least favorite scene but like one that you thought they could have done a little bit better with and I can go first to give you a chance to think okay yeah you go first I really liked Hakuna Matata scene I mean Billy Eichner as Timon killed it he He, was so hilarious I thought Seth Rogen was pretty good as Pumba as well, but I thought Billy Eichner as Timon was the star of the show. So that whole sequence, watching um, Simba grow up, was really incredible. I thought, and I've heard some other people say this as well, Be Prepared was a little disappointing. That was honestly going to be mine. And I think, again, just because that 
villain scene and Scar as a whole is probably my favorite villain. Um, that was different. And maybe it's just because, you know, he, I don't know, is just not like a strong singer. Like the way that the song was done, like there were definitely parts that I missed. Overall, I I wasn't like sad with it. I don't know what the correct emotion would be really. But I, I do think they could have done more. Some of some of the like spooky kind of ness was lacking. Yeah, so I think they are limited by that they wanted to keep it realistic. As realistic as talking lines can be. <laughs> um but you know, you couldn't really have the flames and stuff as much as you did in the animated. And that animated scene is one of the best Disney scenes of all time. So that's, I mean, it's hard shoes to fill. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to keep it as natural as you can. Yeah. So I will say they did what they could, but it definitely missed the the intensity, maybe. The intensity. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite scene... And, of course, it just made me cry was the whole, like, with Simba and Mufasa, you know, in the sky, like, and he's remembering who he is and he's, you know, trying to connect with his dad. I always think that that's a pretty powerful moment because that's when Simba obviously decides, you know, he's going back. He's got this. So I I think that lived up to my expectation because mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, you cannot mess that up. Yeah. I would agree with that. So that was good. Yeah. So I would recommend if anybody's not seen it yet, it is definitely worth seeing. Um, I mean, just the, it's so visually stunning that I think it's worth it. Is it as good as the animated? No. Almost none of these are going to be, but it is a very good rendition of it, I think. Yeah, I agree. I definitely watch it again. It's one of those, you know, if you have the choice between the two, if they're side by side, I guess it just depends on what kind of mood you're in, you know, wanting to watch it. Yeah. But overall, um, that night after The Lion King, we actually decided that we wanted to go back to Magic Kingdom. And we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about things there, but there were two things that we did want to point out. For me, it was, because I know that we've talked to a lot of photographers in the past in interviews, and I know we have some photographers who listen as well and I just wanted to explain a little bit of my experience taking pictures in Magic Kingdom by myself that night so that was one of the first times that we stayed fairly late past park close by ourselves you and Elizabeth were doing your own thing so I was sort of left alone just with the camera to figure it out so we had mentioned in last episode that we hang we hung out with Jeff from Adults and Disney and also Lewis And I can honestly say just hanging out with two amazing photographers like them just for a couple hours earlier in that week really elevated my photography like overnight. I forced myself to just like I said, I want to get some pictures with my fisheye lens. My fisheye lens is completely manual, so that's why I'm always hesitant to use it. But I forced myself to figure it out, find some settings that worked. And overall, it was the most rewarding feeling ever to actually start getting some pictures that, you know, reflect my style and also just are up a couple notches from what we've been able to do in the past. 
Yes, and, you know, we talk about it a lot, but being able to meet up with people, you know, who have similar interests as you, and, you know, that's something that, I mean, Lewis, we know, is always down for. He loves meeting up with people, and he is so, I mean, like Brendan said, he's like the nicest guy ever. So if, you know, that's something, if you're ever working on trying to learn a new skill, um, or, you know, just improve what you're already doing, you know, meet up with people. That's yeah. a great opportunity. Yeah. It, it rubbed off on me so quickly. So I was so excited to get that done. But while I was taking pictures, what were you guys doing? So me and my sister decided we were just going to hit up as many rides as we could. And our main target was just, you know, kind of the kid rides in Fantasyland. So within maybe 45 minutes, we did five rides. So we hit up um, the teacups, Pooh's Adventure, whatever it's called, um, Space Ranger Spin. Did I say Dumbo? Not yet. Now you did. And then, oh goodness, what the was teacups. The last did I say the, the teacups? I don't know. I'm confusing myself. But we hit up five rides. Um, we walked straight on to each one of them. So. I would just say if you can do it, if you have kids or anything like that and you're just trying to crank out some rides, I mean, that last hour, like we walked in pretty much right as the fireworks were starting. It was empty. Oh, the last one I didn't mention, we did The Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Mm. Um, So it was just a great time. We had a blast. We were literally at one point the only people on the Little Mermaid ride as far as we could see. It was just empty clamshells all around us. So it was fun. Yeah. So we are big fans of staying late in the parks. And that was just in like a 30 to 45 minute span between Happily Ever After and Park Close. Yeah. So very last day. We're going to wrap this up. This wasn't too eventful of a day for us. We spent the day in Epcot because this was our fly home day. Again, we picked the cheapest flight. We took the last flight out of Orlando back to Nashville. Um, so it did give us a full day, pretty much. Except for Magical Express picks you up, what, like six, seven, eight hours before your flight? <laughs> four hours. Four hours before. So we, you know, it wasn't like we were there until 10 o'clock, but we were able to stay until maybe around three because with the buses taking so long, we didn't want to push it. Um, but we went to Epcot. Our big thing that I wanted to do was ride Test Track just because we hadn't rode it in forever and we had a fast pass. Um, So basically we got to Epcot and we were able to meet up with some more friends. Um, So we actually, the first thing we did when we got to Epcot is we went to China to eat at their quick service restaurant and we met up with the Disney Dinks. Yep, so Julie and Andrew were really fun to meet up with. They actually just moved to Orlando, so we had tons of questions about that. Um, yeah, maybe you'll hear them on an upcoming episode. Yes. We can work something out. Um, yeah, always a fun time to meet up with new people. So we went and ate lunch, then went and do test track. Our car, I think, came in last in almost all of the categories. <laughs> in every like, category. Besides efficiency, because I always make us pick an electric car. Yeah, which is fun. It's always, it's just fun to make your own car. But um, after doing that, we knew that we wanted to do the awesome mix live because that is something that's still fairly new. So we had to trek our way all the way back 
um, into the World Showcase. And that's where, again, we met up with Julian, Andrew, and Andres. Yep. So Andres' Thrills and Magic we just had on a couple weeks ago. Again, I'm so bad at remembering episode numbers. But very recently. But very recently, um, Andres was filming some for his vlog. Unfortunately, we didn't get to stick around too much longer because it started pouring rain. So we weren't able to film anything or hang out too long. But it was always fun to meet up with more of our guests. Yeah, and we, I mean, with us flying out that day, we just weren't willing to get wet or risk getting soaked because it did end up raining pretty hard and yeah because we had checked our bags already with the airlines so so we were kind of (laughs) stuck we did not want to get in a situation where we were soggy on the plane the thought of that makes me cringe (laughs) but i think that's about it we stopped in mouse gear for a little while bought a t-shirt as always we now that we have annual passes we have slowed down on our souvenirs yeah i think since we are going more frequently, you just don't have to buy all the things. Plus, I've put a pretty hard stop on all mugs, and it was supposed to be t-shirts until Brendan claimed, I think this was his trick all along, that he needed a fresh t-shirt to fly home in. So he went be like sweatier, smellier, gross. I personally thought ahead and saved some clothes so I could change when we got back to the hotel. He did not. I think it was a, a, a secret plan all along. But... They're legitimately... You can never have enough Disney t-shirts. Debatable. I'm wearing one right now. I wish you guys could see what I see in his closet. He hangs all of his t-shirts up, which I think is so silly. But he hangs them all up. It's basically all that's in there anymore and it's just a lot going on he could probably wear a different disney t-shirt every day i'd say for at least a month we should try it that is 100 percent not true i we're gonna try it starting august i'm gonna make brendan wear a different disney t-shirt every day and we're gonna see how far it gets us okay so if i don't have a full month's worth we just have to buy more so that i do get a full month's worth so we can complete that challenge sounds like a deal to me (laughs) so i think that is pretty much everything from our trip the tragical express was extra tragical because it wasn't a disney bus it was one of those yellow uh just mirrors buses charter buses our our driver was really nice and friendly and he kind of joked about it but um You know, we got back to Nashville. As always, our flight was delayed. It is every single time. But we made it back. We made it back to our our sweet, sweet corgis. And here we are. Our next trip isn't until October. And we're in full planning mode with our niece in mind. So we're really excited for that. We know it's been a long episode. So thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed our trip report. We always love talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, one thing I want to mention before we go is it's been a while since we've had some voicemails to listen to. So tell us about maybe your most recent trip or tell us about an upcoming trip. What are you most excited for? What do you think about PhotoPass? Anything along those lines that... The ice cream. Is beaches or cream beaches and cream better and or equal to ample hills? Yep. Share any of your hot takes. You can reach it at six one five two zero zero six zero 
1-800-273-4848. And I want to clarify what it is really quickly because I had some people think that you were going to talk to us. <laughs> um, we are down to talk to anybody at any time. However, this just goes straight to voicemail. You just get to talk to the machine, give your thoughts, <laughs> and if you mess up, you can hang up and call back and try it as many times as you want. Um, we promise we won't play any bloopers. We've had some people leave multiple, and that is perfectly fine. But you don't have to tell us, like, hey, I'm going to call back, send me a voicemail. That would be funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, that's 615 260 So we will be back on Monday with her history land we're excited tune in we are very excited so thank you guys so much hope you have a wonderful weekend thank you for listening to detour to neverland subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us follow us on instagram at detour to neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks see you real soon